0: Hello and welcome to The Therapy Guy. It's great to have you listening and I appreciate you spending the time with us. Today, what I'm gonna talk about is a sort of second part to the health, uh, mental health doesn't discriminate. Uh, A couple of episodes ago, I spoke about my own mental health and I gave you a sort of brief overview of how anyone Including uh, therapists like ourselves, can experience negative or mental health at times, and how we can all struggle. And mental health doesn't discriminate, yes, against anyone. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, or old or old, or young, yes. It doesn't matter what job you have or anything else. It can affect us all at different times. I mean one of the first things I would love love to say to you really is I really appreciate all the amazing feedback I got. It was a really difficult episode for me to record and uh, I was quite nervous about how people would receive it uh, but I've been amazed at your feedback and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to what I had to say and for taking the time out to offer me some support and sort of thank me really for, for being honest. I'm really pleased that it could help different people. And I my aim with all of these podcasts is, is that it encourages people to open up and have honest conversations about their mental health. I, I'm hoping that it will enable you to talk to yeah, your friends, your colleagues, your family members, uh, and, Obviously, learn for yourself about the services that are available, but also to accept that we can have and live with poor mental health. We can exist. We can manage it in different ways. Just because somebody has had a period in their time when they've been struggling, it doesn't mean that it has to affect the rest of their lives or stop them from being who they are my mental health and what I experienced it didn't stop me Uh, I mean obviously it did for a while yes because it was quite overwhelming but if you look at where I am today and it hasn't been easy I appreciate and you know it's taken a lot of hard work and effort and it still does but it didn't stop me or, or define who I am if you've been given a diagnosis or a label from a medical professional. It doesn't have to define you, it doesn't have to stop you engaging in what it is you want to do. Obviously your mental health can make things more difficult, it can make things more challenging, it can make some days seem long and tiresome. But what I'd encourage us all to do including myself, is to try to find a way through that, try to find a small step that we can do, that can help us at that particular moment, at that time. I don't tend now to worry about what's going to happen in the old five year or 10 year plans. People ask me quite often what my hopes and dreams are for the future, where I want to see my businesses going. And I really struggle, as I said before, to answer that question. What I want to do and what I really want to concentrate on is living, enjoying my friends and family, my children as much as I possibly can and give them something back. You've got to remember that people don't really remember what you give them, what you buy for them. You know, if you think of me, if I I look at, do I remember what I got for Christmas when I was 10 years old, or do I remember the birthday cards that people have given me, or the presents? I can't say that I do quite a lot, unless it's something obviously really big. What I do remember is how people made me feel, and that is both positive and negative. If you come into my life and you have a positive effect and you make me feel some warmth and happiness and love then i'm going to remember that if you have a negative impact on me and once again you'll remember that so please for yourself remember it's the feeling it's time i say to my children now when uh, and they they do get frustrated with me at times uh, when they ask what i want for my birthday or for father's day over christmas uh, I can. I never say I. I don't want anything. Now that can be quite cliche and quite classic of parents, but I really, honestly mean it. What I want and what I really want is just their time. Yes. So I don't want something that's going to cost them any money. Yes. Or you know, cost them lose sleepless nights over thinking what to buy me. I want to spend time with them. I want to have that conversation I want to have a coffee or a walk just something simple something that we can remember and something that I can make myself feel connected with one of my children or all of my children and friends and family at that time things don't have to cost a lot those superficial things don't last the way you make people feel and the way you feel about yourself that last that's what matters I still have days where I struggle and you know I have to take care of myself and uh, I'm just a normal person the same as you me we all have good days and bad days what I try to do now what I encourage you all to do is to keep talking to keep communicating with people in whatever way you can right? accept that if you're having a bad day, it can be just a bad day, just a bad morning or afternoon or evening, whatever part of the day it is. It doesn't have to define your day, your week. Uh, phrases I hear quite a lot in, in my practice are, it ruined my day, it ruined my week. I've had a terrible week, etc, etc. And when we start to dig a little bit more, and I do do this myself, for myself, start to actually break it down and say, how many days of that week have you actually had ruined? Yes. Uh, it's rarely, all of them, there's normally some times and moments when things haven't been as bad, when that week hasn't been as ruined, or you did sleep okay, or you manage to speak or go to work on time. That's what I ask you to look for. I ask you to pay attention to. It's what I do. I look for different things that help me. I look for the times that I see the things that mean a lot to me. So for example, if I spend some time with my daughter or my son, yes, or my grandchildren. If I go for a walk with my wife, yes, it means a lot, it can help me just feel better one of my uh, things that I rely on the most is when I walk on the beach or by, or next to the sea, it's something that really rewards me, there's just something about it you know, uh, it may seem quite corny or whatever but I can actually feel myself relaxing as I walk along that water's edge you know. for you I don't know what that is. Finding it, looking after it, trying to do that as much as possible, whether it's exercising, whether it's uh, watching TV or reading a book, doesn't matter. What works for you works for you. And I've got quite good now at trying to separate out my feelings with other people's feelings uh it's really difficult to start with but i found that i used to soak up other people's feelings i had to try to make them happy i had to be perfect and it's really difficult to be perfect all the time it's really difficult to keep everybody else happy all the time it's a huge pressure on yourself and so slowly over time your own in my own mental health was suffering Now, I try to be realistic and rational. I don't set out uh, to hurt anyone or deliberately try to upset them. You know, that's different. But what I do is if I say something inadvertently or I do something unintentionally that upsets someone, I've sort of realized that isn't my problem really. For them, that's their problem at that time. I didn't do anything intentionally, yeah. And it's relieved me of this pressure, this understanding that I now have that I can't make everyone happy. I can't make everybody like me. Not everybody will like what I do, what I say. Some people will hate these these podcasts. Some people will really enjoy them. Of course. We'd all rather that people like us, we'd all rather that we could make everybody happy and that everyone would love these podcasts I would love that but again being rational and realistic, understanding that it can't always be that way, can have quite a liberating effect. I used to work really hard at trying to impress someone who was really close to me, I spent years and years trying to seek their approval looking for them to say do you know what i'm proud of you well done to this day i don't feel that i've really got it Yeah, but now in for the past maybe five six years or so i haven't needed it and when i recognized that what it really mattered what was really important to me yes was that i was proud of myself and i thought that i was okay myself it meant a lot and it relieved me a quite a lot of pressure that i was putting on myself to chase after this external approval from other people how do you get your approval who gives it to you do you really give it to yourself enough that's what i ask you right? Something uh, that happened to me and I can discuss here is that when I was training, you know, uh, I took a, a great deal of effort. I had to pass, I had to be the best I could be. I had to try and get top marks because uh, I had a low self-esteem at that time. I, I was quite negative about me and who I was as a person. I had almost to prove to other people that I was good enough. And it tied into what I was saying earlier. I really wanted uh, certain people in my life to sort of say, well done, yes. Uh, uh, so all the way through my training, I put uh, a huge amount of pressure on myself to, to get it right. Uh, you know, ask my wife who was supporting me all the way through, my children that were supporting me all the way through my training. I'd spend days, uh, weekends after weekend, just locked away, trying to get that assignment perfect, trying to get that information down on paper uh, to get that that mark that I needed to be the best I could. Now, again, it took a huge effect. it had a huge Ptolemy. on me. You imagine the energy and the effort that me and yourselves are putting into this, you know, Uh, What happened? Well, at the end of the course, uh, come given right at the very end, uh, I failed. So I totally messed up. Uh, uh, My assignments, exams, everything weren't good enough. Uh, I still remember to the point now where I got that information to, where I was stood, how I felt at that time. Had a huge effect on me and it reiterated how rubbish i was how you know everyone else was right and obviously it reinforced this fact that why uh the person that i was trying to impress the most why should they be proud of me why should they say well done when i'm rubbish right i can't even pass an exam i can't pass this course Yeah, you know um oh, it's going to be no good I know and I can tell you guys that I spent uh, quite a few days feeling really low in myself and it was a painful experience but and I can look back and it seems a bit strange now I can look back and I can say it's one of the best experiences of my life too. I learned a huge amount about myself during that time. I was feeling as low as I could and beating myself up, but when I came out the other side, I really realised that I didn't have to impress anybody else. I, I was trying too hard to get this piece of paper to actually prove to other people that I was good enough. No one needs to do that. What I really wanted to do was get that piece of paper for myself i needed it. I wanted to do this course, I wanted to be trained as a therapist because I knew that, and I know that I'm good at my job and I I give everyone who comes into my practice the best possible uh, service I can give them. So I retook all everything I needed, I resubmitted all of my assignments that I needed to and I got my piece of paper. But that piece of paper, uh, you know, lots of people hang it on the wall and everything else. For me, I didn't need to. I felt quite liberated, quite free. I didn't need to prove it. That piece of paper is to prove to other people I'm good enough. I don't need it to prove to myself, so I don't need to hang it on my wall. I often say, if you need me to prove that I'm good enough as a therapist, Around your house, and I'll hang it on your wall for you. Just have a think about why you do some of the things you do. Is there a different way you could do it? Who are you trying to keep happy? It sounds very corny and very cliche. I appreciate, but without your own internal happiness, yeah, without you doing stuff for yourself, how? How are we ever going to make anybody else happy? It's always going to end badly. So for you guys, and I hope you know this helps in some way, try to look at what makes you happy. Where What support, who does give you the support you need? We sometimes overlook them too. We often notice the people that are saying things about us, giving us negative feedback. We don't tend to notice the ones that are there through thick and thin. Appreciate that. You've got that. And you can also trust yourself. You are good enough. You can do this for yourself. You do deserve to be happy. And you deserve to feel relaxed in who you are. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And Uh, I may do a part three at some point in the next future episodes. But for now, as always, if you've got any questions or feedback, please let me know. I'm more than happy to listen and talk to you individually. But that's it for today. Take care of yourselves. I'm going to sign off for now and talk to you later. Thanks for listening. The Therapy Guy.